It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, Chicago, what do you say? This is the CHGO Cubs podcast presented by PointsBet. Use the promo code CHGO when you sign up to get two risk-free bets up to 2000 bucks. I'm Luke Stuckmeyer. That's at Luke Stuckmeyer on Twitter. Cody Del Mendo, Ryan Herrera, we're all in the house getting ready for the first set of the Crosstown Series, an off day for the Cubs as they it. get ready to uh, take on the Sox, who are, as we're recording this podcast, Still playing one more game against the Angels, but off to a horrific start to their season. It's kind of well. weird though, like a series extending into Monday. Like, yeah, that's that's an awkward, awkward days for series to go. But yeah, yeah it doesn't feel right. I'll, I'll admittedly say that. I also don't think two game series feel right either, which is what the Cubs and the Sox have yeah. both on the south and the north side this yeah. year. Yeah, it's just four games this year. Yeah, and we'll we'll Whoever see how weather that. impacts it this round because it sounds like it's going to be kind of a wet week so uh, we'll find out let's start with the great news undefeated in the month of may the cubs huh undefeated undefeated in never may. lost uh chgo cubs show has also never lost in the month of may that is true <laughs> month of may undefeated shows uh cubs 9 and 13 on the season entering the crosstown uh they did make some roster moves we will get to that but the most recent thing that happened this afternoon, Seiya Suzuki comes out and is the National League Player of the Month. Let's go, man. Pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good start to his career, one, I'd say. One might say that is pretty good. Pretty, yeah. pretty, pretty good. You know yeah, that gif? Which, yeah, which go, I mean, it shows that, like, <laughs> even though he has, like, had that little you know, mini slum the last yeah. few games, like, he still came out, came out of the gate so hot that he mm-hmm. – Really did earn this award, I think. I'd yeah, RBI double yesterday off one of the best pitchers in the game, though. Like, he's figuring it out. No, he's uh, – I mean, and then, and then you know, we talked to Ross, and he's like, yeah, you know, we're like, does it seem that, you know, the pitchers are making those adjustments, you know, that the league is going right, to make the right. more data they get on him. Like, yeah, but it's all about, you know, adjusting to those adjustments, and that's, you know, that's what Say has to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, he got the RBI double yesterday, but he hit – what, he ended up going, like, 279 – 405, 529 was a slash. Um, scored 13 runs, 19 hits, five doubles, four homers, 14 RBIs. Like he just had an unbelievable month that we didn't see coming out of the gate. We, I think everyone expected some struggles coming over from Japan and, and going into MLB. So, um, yeah, Say Suzuki, NL Rookie of the Month, and I think obviously deservedly so. He had a, he had a great month. Um, his first time in in the majors. If you had to put your level of surprise about him being right out of the gate National League Player of the Month, and 10 is the most surprised, and one is you're not surprised at all. This first month of a baseball season for Seiya Suzuki, where's your surprise level, Cody? I'd say it's at around a five, and it's only because I looked at all the, you know, the the odds to win NL Rookie of the Year, like in March, and Seiya was so he was one of the top three favorites to win NL Rookie of the Year this year. Mm-hmm. So did I expect him to, you know, have an OPS over 1,000 for <laughs> most of the month? No, I did not expect that. But I did expect, you know, him to be a good baseball player. So, yeah, I mean, like I said, I'm about a five. Like, a five. I figured, I figured he would be good, but I didn't think that he would be as good as he was. And you're only at a five, though? Like, that's I, – I'm more like a seven or eight at oh, least. Oh, I'm at least an eight. Really? Least. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm like an eight or a well, nine. Well, you asked because... if I'm, like, surprised or not. Well, you no. Keep saying you're, you're, you keep saying you're not surprised that he did good, but you're surprised that he did, did as this good, good, as good right did. away. That's the yeah. question. It's like, 
didn't who knew he was maybe gonna I misunderstood this good, what you're right? saying. Yeah, yeah I guess I, a I, level of surprise, not surprised at all, is I expected him to be this yeah. good right out of the gate. The other is, wow, that's I had no idea. I really never thought he'd be this good this okay. early. And for me, well, then, for me, I, I he's get, an eight or a nine because of all the things we said going into yeah. it. Like it's going to take him time to adjust to the culture. He's going to have to adjust to the major league game. Uh, he's going to have to adjust to how much faster the pitches are coming in at Major League Baseball mm-hmm. uh, as compared to they are in Japan. Um, everything, you know, like mm-hmm. I, I just didn't think it would happen this quickly. Yeah. I thought it might be a slow start to his career here. And it so far it's been the opposite. Yeah, and I, I get what you're saying about the, the rookie of the year. Yeah, uh, and like so like if he wins the rookie of the year at the end of the year, I wouldn't have been surprised because I, mean, I think we both picked Correct. him as our for, rookie of the year picks for being good this season. Yeah. I'm not. I wouldn't be surprised 100% for being not surprised. this good this right early away. for winning I'm the really NL surprised. rookie of the month in April. That's definitely a surprise to me. I think at least an eight is is what I because just you. Not only did we think that you know Jed was saying that whenever he talked about he's gonna have you know a transition period. And he kind of just blew right past that for most of the month. So, um, yeah, I think I'm at least at like a seven, eight, maybe even a nine, just in terms of I did not think that Seiya Suzuki would win NL Rookie of the Month. I think maybe we thought he, if he did very well, he could have. But I don't yeah. think, again, no one expected that. So that's, I think, where the surprise comes in. Okay. Well, I think <laughs> you're I, up. You're I, up to a six. I would say I'm a, like a seven or there eight. You go. <laughs> yeah, join. I us. just misunderstood what you guys were saying. I'm no, I, I give it. I, I understand <laughs> what you were saying. You were confident in him having a good season. Yeah, but for fair. me, it's about. I was asking specifically about like we need. Right now. We need a Seiya Suzuki shirt in the CHGO locker. Like, how do we get that? Going? Ooh, that's a good point. Like our friends over at Obvious Shirts got one. You know, like we. Like I want to support Joe, obviously. But I mean, we, we I will say that Joe, Joe, what they did at Obby shirts with the Seiya, yeah, and yeah. like the old the Sega, Sega video yeah. game. Like I do want that, that shirt because uh, I think it's really creative and, yeah. and cool. Uh, I think we could come up with some. Can anybody here draw? Is there? Do we have a sketcher? <laughs> we have our we have good our friend own. Eric out in yeah, yeah right. Eric does all stuff. Like we could help him out with something for Seiya. Yeah, we need maybe. to. It's maybe it's just a slogan, and then we let him do the artwork for it. What do you think the slogan should be? Not to put know. you on the spot. I, I don't know. That's what I'm saying. Like, I feel like we should come up with something. I'm sure you're right. Can. I think that's a shirt that would yeah. be hot. I'd know? love to wear it on this, on this podcast at least once a week. What about it? Maybe they could make us a shirt that says Keegan Shoves. That'd be cool, too. Wouldn't or you, Keegan Thompson yeah, for mayor. Say, isn't that what you would want? <laughs> Keegan uh, Thompson for mayor. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, I, I think... Keegan might have gotten votes for like reliever of the month too, if I'm not mistaken. I would hope so. I would hope yeah, so I mean, he too. had a great. I'm assuming Will Crow probably won it after what we saw from Pittsburgh and how yeah. he didn't give up any runs. Will Crow's. Jake's got one on here. What about Sayonara Baseball? Sayonara. 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 Ginger has the Sega Design one. She said on the chat. So if you're watching on YouTube. Mm-hmm. That's great. That's where you see the best video of of the actual podcast. If you're on Twitter, jump on over mm-hmm. to YouTube. You'll get a clear picture of everything and uh, see the chat. Join in on the chat. We got a pretty good crowd starting to come in now. See Jack. Yeah. He says CHGO bets was too early today. Yeah, I would agree. I barely made it here on time for the show. I would say <laughs> the vibe, the vibe for Cub baseball is better. Mm-hmm. Uh, this afternoon, Monday afternoon, than it was Friday night, Cody. Oh yeah. Oh, how does that feel after? Dude. And Saturday didn't make it feel much better. No, I uh, <laughs> well, Saturday scored twenty to two the first two games. Yeah, yeah. Saturday. Yikes. Saturday, yeah, I was just happy to, you know, I I met up with an old college friend I hadn't seen for two years. I met up with him at Carol's Pub, which if you live on the north side, you might know that bar. It's right down Clark Street, north of Wrigley, um, and had a few alcoholic beverages. And we watched the Cubs game there, but, like, mainly I ignored the Cubs game while I was there because it was so hard to watch. So, Ryan, shout out to you for sitting <laughs> through all nine innings of that barn burner. Yeah, me, hey, hey, if it wasn't my job, I, maybe I wouldn't have. Um, <laughs> but did you not appreciate the spin zones? The Cubs are still on their streak of scoring at least a run yeah. at the game. Like, that's still not <laughs> yeah. that's that is 68, exactly. maybe. Heck of a like run, that. isn't it? Yeah. A huge, yeah. I mean, just shout out the Cubs for – Already scoring one run. Ginger has our shirt. Ginger's got our shirt. This is an idea. The drawing that Nick Madrigal did of him uh, saying whether or not bad. 
Oh, weather yeah. weather bad though. Weather the very weather, very bad. Weather is bad. <laughs> it's terrible. The weather's been That's awful a good idea, this though. year, man. I kind of like that. It, it would be kind of funny, just like his little uh, stick figure yeah, sketch that, was, that he did. That was good. That was good. Um, yeah. So the roster is down to twenty six officially. They've adjusted that. Uh, Ethan Roberts going to the ten day injured list, retroactive to the thirtieth. Right shoulder inflammation, uh, and Lock St. John down to AAA. Best you name know, in the system, man. Lock St. John, you don't get a better name than that. Until Luke fu- Little gets here. Luke Little. That's because he's six foot eight. Yeah. No, yeah. I'm just like, Lock St. John is a cool, like when you see that on the lockers, just, that's a that's a name. That's a, that's that's a, a name. power Regardless name. of who is the person is right. or the pitcher is, yeah. just the name Lock St. John. And I see awesome. if we could get him to be really productive, then we get the Loch Ness Monster shirt. Yeah. There you go. You know that guy is definitely like he... At home, he he asserts his dominance. If your name is Locke St. John, no one is telling you what to do. No, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> like, come on, man! Go. You are you are you are just uh, an animal. Like, no one no one messes with yeah, you. Yeah, right? you go if you go if you go and read my uh, my my Monday morning thoughts I posted this morning. I went through and tried to like track down like who could challenge Locke St. John for like best name in Cubs franchise history. Got some good ones. You take away three finger Brown's nickname, yeah, still I mean, Mordecai Peter Centennial yeah. Brown. But <laughs> three fingers because he had three fingers yeah. is pretty unbelievable. Vito yeah. Vito Valentinetti, like there's definitely an Italian mobster out yeah. there with the same name. Probably yeah. got confused, but like that's an awesome name. Yeah. And then Ralph Pierre Lecoq. Yeah. I, don't, I don't really have Pete to. Lecoq, yeah. I don't have to explain that one. Uh, but sure? yeah, but yeah, no. Lock St. John, <laughs> Lock St. John got a great name. Anyway, go ahead. Sorry, uh, I cut e- you off. <laughs> Ethan Roberts. Uh, are you worried about him? Right shoulder inflammation, ERA 11.81 in his last six appearances. He definitely wasn't as good. Ryan, correct me if I got my days mixed up, mm-hmm. but in the last game of the series against the Braves, didn't Ethan Roberts pitch, and then the very next day the Cubs threw him against the Brewers? Yeah, he yeah. threw 20, 29 pitches, I think. Yeah, 29 pitches Thursday. against the Braves, yes. And then Friday, I wrote it somewhere. 29 pitches on Thursday, and then another 16 on Friday. It's 45 pitches over two days. I mean, I... Does that... To me, that is kind of, like, why this is happening. I don't. I also don't think it's anything, like, major. I mean, they, needed, they needed a roster. They needed to cut a roster spot, yeah. too. If yeah. he was even feeling, like, sore in the shoulder, that could... That could I mean... Well, I, this this I, is exactly what they were worried about yeah. coming out of the lockout, yeah. is that... You're going to have a lot of injured pitchers. Yeah, because yeah. I, I asked Ethan on, like, you know, Saturday morning, like, you know, how you pitch two days in a row, just the first time you have in the majors. He's like, I'm like, I'm like, how do you feel? He's like, you know, I feel, he's like, it's just something I got to adjust to. Like, uh, he was saying how, like, in AAA, they got a ton of guys in the pen, and so they don't pitch as often as they do in the majors. But, like, obviously in the major leagues, you got to get more used to pitching. It's like, we talked about Scott Efros before the show. He's pitched – six of the last 10 games, something like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, he – so, yeah, as, as a major league pitcher, he's got to get used to being used more often. And so I think maybe, you know, I, not to speculate too much, but they needed a roster spot or needed to cut a roster spot. And Ethan has, you know, some inflammation in his shoulder. And this one, they're like, okay, we could put you – you know, shut you down for 10 days or however long. It can be retroactive. For, retroactive, you know, give you a break. Because he had been getting – I think it's nine of nine of the 20 games before yeah. – so when you know his last he last pitch was he'd been pitching nine of twenty games so maybe it's just like let you know get you off your feet for a while you know let you let that inflammation go down and then obviously work you back in uh, I mean that could be it so do you think it's possible that after the ten days he would go to AAA or do you think he'll be back with the big league club I don't know <laughs> I really don't know um, well I think it, I think it may depend on how many guys are coming up? Like, uh, yeah. we assume Alec Mills will be there. Yeah. Wade Miley's going to start doing his rehab stint, correct? Well, and, and another so, another reason why I think – so, uh, we'll find – Yeah, but. well, we'll find out more about what Ethan Rob, – like, what's going on with Ethan Roberts tomorrow when we talk to Ross because we got the news, like, after we'd already left the clubhouse and stuff. Uh, so, we'll find out more and to get specifics on, on what's going on. I, I also think that they could afford to – you know, put him on the aisle and also send Locke St. John down and keep, like, an Alfonso Rivas up because of the, you know, they have two off days this week and then another off day next Thursday. So over the next 11 days or whatever it is, they have three off days. So they'll have, they'll, they'll won't need the full bullpen. Like, they'll be able to rest guys and not have to pitch them day, 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 every day. 
So That's fair. And and Strowman saved the bullpen yeah, yesterday. Yeah, he did. They yeah. only had to use what three guys. Yeah. So yeah. that was Plus a big deal today. going into an off day. Pretty yeah. much everyone's got right. Got a day off today. Uh, a Which full day to recover. Much needed. Um, yeah. So you, you think that that helps also having a bunch of off days where you're not going to everyone's going to have a day off at some point. So I think maybe because at the end of this ten days it was what re- retroactive to the thirtieth. So at the end of this ten days you'll kind of be closing in on that like end of the three days off in 11 days. Um, so to your point, I could see them saying like, we need, we need another arm in the bullpen when we get to this mm-hmm. next run of games. So I could see them probably keeping Ethan Roberts up and sending maybe Alfonso Rivas option him, optioning him back to triple a. Um, if he's feeling fine. If right? it, yeah. yeah. So it also depends on how long they keep him down, but if he's done after 10 days and they want to prepare for that, run of of rest to to be done they might bring ethan roberts back in go back up to that 14 uh pitcher limit that they have through may 30th um and then you know again alfonso rivas or someone else would, would end up getting option down or dfa'd whatever it is um so i could see that i could see ethan roberts when he is off the 10 day il coming back to the bullpen and they go to 14 guys and 12 bats however it works out all right if we are um, de- if we are optioning Alfonso Rivas at any point in the next four weeks, I'm I knew gonna, that was coming. I'm gonna riot. <laughs> I I, I am going are. to ask everyone in the YouTube chat to join me in a riot down Clark Street if we option Alfonso. How about just Rivas. silent protest? <laughs> huh? Silent protest is fine. I'm just kidding. But also, like he's gonna pick you, it outside of Cubs can, I know like, he's. I know he's joking. We are we are trying to, to like figure out what is what is what is part of the next great Cubs team and. And Alfonso Rivas is, like, out here be- being reasons why the Cubs are winning games when they actually do win games. Like, again, I understand why you're saying it, Ryan, because he has plenty of options. But, like, come on, man. We got uh, anyone, anyone besides Alfonso Rivas. I would be down. You're fine with DFAing your guy, Michael Hermosillo? Yeah, I would be. <laughs> and that's uh, my guy, too. Right. Like, yeah. like I that, mean, the, the, the reason is, is if you don't option Alfonso Rivas – you're probably looking at DFAing one of Hayward, who's that's, that's not going to happen. Michael Hermosillo, who you, know, you kind of still want to see what he's got, and he's a right-handed bat, mm-hmm. and that or Rafael Ortega, which I mean, I I don't know, I don't see them really going that route of DFAing those three guys, any of those three guys. I've seen people throw around giving you know optioning Madrigal, letting him reset, which they've done in the past, like half. I think Schwarber uh, Schwarber did in down. seventeen. Yeah. Yep. Um. So I I mean that could be an option if Madrigal continues to struggle. Niren is um, saying, and and we'll get to a couple of these topics, not to interrupt, Ryan. Yeah. It's, it's Madrigal, Hayward, he says, Ortega, Schwindel, all stinking up the joint right now. So we will get to our – we're going to do our power <laughs> rankings in just a little bit. We'll talk Hayward about trending Hayward still has up, better numbers down. than Christian Yelich right now. I'm just <laughs> yeah. saying. I mean, tweet of the weekend. <laughs> yeah. Well, so, so we'll, we'll also see because you do have the other three guys on the 10-day IL and, um, That's true. and Wade Miley, Alec Mills, Angleton Simmons, who I don't know that we even have a – date of return for any of those three but i know they're still trying to build them up and that could happen in the next week two weeks so there's gonna be a lot of shuffling of the roster and but that that happens every year you know people get guys get hurt and they have to shuffle things around and and make frazier too yeah frazier's on the aisle with the uh appendicitis appendicitis, well appendectomy now but um, yeah whatever you know what i mean (laughs) uh but he (laughs) part of the body we don't need but it sure would hurt if they took it out right yeah so i mean Again, it happens every year. Things get shuffled around. There's odd guys out. Um, like you just gotta kind of wait to see what happens. I don't really have a, 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 I don't have an indication of what what way they're leaning once these guys start coming off the aisle. I, I before we found out Ethan Roberts was hurt, I kind of thought that they would lean towards keeping him on the roster and optioning Rivas. That like that was kind of what what I would have predicted. Obviously, they went a different direction, and obviously, Ethan Roberts is hurt, so that kind of made the decision easier. Yeah, we'll see how the next week, next couple weeks play out because they're gonna have some. They're gonna have some tough decisions to make for sure. The way that the season has gone, there's been injuries and everything. Not that I'm asking for an injury to happen, but the likelihood that something else happens that kind of allows them to just flip flop someone. I feel like is more likely than David Ross having to actually make this tough decision. Yeah, we'll see. I mean. You know, we'll see. Yeah, well, again, we'll, yeah, we'll see. We both just said that. We'll see because injuries do happen and happen every year. You can't predict them. 
um, someone could get hurt again and make that an easy decision on, hey, we don't have to option this guy now because they're just going to, yeah, like you said, flip-flopping. Um, but there's also the fact that I'm, I'm just using Robinson Cano as an example, but guys are getting DFA'd mm-hmm. from the roster crunch. And if there's a guy out there that didn't make a big league roster, like didn't make the cut somewhere else that the Cubs want, and they go after him, then that's another pl- a case where they have to make a, a decision on opening up a 40-man spot, opening up right. an active roster spot, whatever it is. Um, so that I, I think maybe these next few days, and then definitely once you know Ethan is out, uh, able to come off the IL and all these other guys can come off the IL, going to be some definitely some decisions to be made. I don't, again, can't predict injuries, so that might make things easier if guys end up having to go on the IL. Not things easier as in like things easier as in like those decisions are become more clear with the way to go. Uh, but yeah, I mean, just some of them are too soon for me, for my taste. Uh, Scott on the chat saying DFA Frazier, he's batting 143. I mean, he's hurt. And for me, it's too small of a sample size yeah, yeah. or the risk reward you'd get of hanging on to him and see what he can do. Say the um, same thing about Hermosillo and, and, too. Yeah, and Aaron is pointing out, don't forget about David Bodie. Like, boy, I haven't heard that name. Yeah, but he's not supposed to come back for at least a few more months. Right. Like So you're hoping by then the Cubs have some answers in a lot of these guys. Agreed. And when he comes back, you're just kind of like, all right, he can just slide on in here. So Well let's let's do our let's do our power rankings. We'll we'll try and do them once a week. And for this set of power rankings, I don't know if it's gonna continue that we go this way, but Cody and I talked about Yeah, what do you guys got? Cody and I put this together and we said, All right, we're gonna do for the way they're playing. Right, right now. now, because right now. before we kind of were talking about, well, this guy has value because he's proven it like Contreras is a leader. Mm-hmm. You know, he's got to be on the top. Same thing with Kyle Hendricks. We're, we're talking about current Cubs production. Yep. Uh, so we moved Ian Happ up to number one. Yeah, he's got a weighted runs creative 151 right now. That's pretty good. That's I'm not an analytics <laughs> guy, but that might that I think that says that's pretty good according to. If I were to ask Corey or Brendan, they would tell me yeah, that that's pretty good. That's that's the Ian Happ the Cubs want. Yes, yes. And, and by the way, he's made some pretty nice plays in the field. He made yeah. a really nice catch. On Marquee, they, they did like a whole segment about yeah. how he's improved uh, on his defense. He had a great sliding catch moving forward, and then he had that catch right up on the uh, foul line. Mm-hmm. That was Friday night, wasn't it? Down there, the third base or left field line, right up against the wall. Yeah, like he slid was, that, up was against, that Friday in Milwaukee? Or was that? I, I want to say that. Or maybe there was another play that happened in Atlanta too that was really good that he did. He's had he's had a few. Like, yeah, he's had some nice he, plays. He had a few nice plays out out in left field, and that's like when when you look at, at again the Cubs left fielder of the future. If Hap is hitting the way he does from both sides of the plate right, right now, right, much better and, from the right side, and is playing like you know good defense as he has been, mm-hmm. that's a guy you look at and it's like, okay, then they have that place on the roster set. Yeah. And they don't have to worry about finding someone else to go play left field because he's producing the way they need him to be. Yeah. No, I, it, it is admittedly, and I think I said this last week, I just didn't – I mean, I expected Ian Happ to be good, but this is like all-star level stuff that we're getting out of him. Uh, so, you know. And everybody, you do have to remember, it's like one-eighth of the season. Like, it's a small right. – but he was good at the end of last season, so now he's kind of building on that. Right. And you hope this continues for Ian Happ the rest of the season. Yeah. Uh, at number two, we went with – Cody likes to call Chicago's next mayor, Keegan Thompson. He should be. After everything he did uh, during that Brewer series, he should be running for mayor. We need someone who is going to go to war for us. <laughs> Or, or at least replace about. Tunney as an alderman on the north side somewhere, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, like right? That seems like yeah. a reasonable possibility. Right. I'm, I'm glad you guys did take my advice, though, from last week. I thought I still we thought did. five was too low, and even though he gave up his first run of the year, I mean, he was he still threw three <laughs> innings. He gave yeah. up one run, um, and he's just the ultimate multi-inning weapon. Throw him in there when you need him to shut that, things down for a few innings. Like, he's – he if it feels like when he goes out there, it's like it's more like – who's going to score on him? Or was getting that way, like, who's going to actually score on Keegan versus, like, when is it going to happen, right? Like, it, 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 it was feeling like there was, like, he could have made a few more starts without giving – not starts, outings without uh, giving up a run. I also learned – so I, t- I tweeted out um, that it was 16 and a third innings um, on a scoreless streak to start the season, right. which is true. He did and now it's 16 and two-thirds with no, one no, no, run, right? No, no, it was 15 and two-thirds. Oh, it's 15. So, so he got the two outs. So technically, he did last 16 and a third innings without giving up a run. Like that's true. But as far as like the official stats go, they don't. They have. They, you have to like 
have a complete scoreless inning for it to go on the record. So he got two outs that inning. But this season he's pitched 16 and two-thirds innings and given up one earned run. Yeah, something like that. That is correct. Whatever it right? is. Yeah, that is correct. Yeah, but yeah. I'm like, the right, the, the, his streak. Streak. His You're streak talking about streak, yeah. In the, in the books is gotcha. 15 and two-thirds because he got, only got the two outs mm. and didn't complete that that scoreless inning. So it, those two outs don't count. Semantics. Yeah, it's semantics. Right? So I'm like, because I, I tweeted Duke 16 shoves. and a third, and then I <laughs> saw, like, in the game notes, it was 15 and two-thirds. So I'm like, had to do a little bit of a little bit of digging. Okay. Your tweet's okay in my book. <laughs> yeah, I think it matters. I do a little bit, matters. but fifteen and two thirds is still. It's pretty good. It, it then, is pretty good. Another and one we when you talk about like, are you surprised? Like surprise level? Are we? I mean, oh, one one to ten. I think I think yeah, my surprise level is a nine point five. Yeah, I would say like how, nine how five, dominant yeah. Keegan Thompson has looked for sure. I guess. Thought he'd be good, but not dominant. Yeah. And and he's Comparing one reason. Him to Josh Hader. When you look at game <laughs> one against the White Sox, I don't love the smiley matchup. A lefty against the White Sox, like they kill lefties. But if it spot. doesn't go well early, Keegan Thompson is rested, didn't pitch yesterday, has had the day off. He could come in and give you a good yeah. chunk of a game. So, there, uh, Smiley might be on a short hook if it's not going well good. against a lineup that just crushes left-handed hitting. Yeah. yeah. Uh, best in baseball against left-handed hitting, and the worst against right-handed pitching. So, talk about weird splits. Uh, number three, Seiya Suzuki, the National League Player of the Month. So, obviously, if we were just looking at the month, we'd say Seiya Suzuki is number one. Yeah. We're saying he's at number three currently because there was a little bit of a slide, yeah, a but sp- he did finish on a high note. Yeah, he struggled the last week. He had, just over the last seven days, two hit, three hits and 24 at-bats. So, definitely a little slide, but I think he built up enough Good, good fortune. I don't know. Good, whatever. A, from his first three and a half weeks in yeah. the big leagues towards his last. There's week, a it's lot just okay. of uh, you know striking out looking, and again, yeah, I'd rather him do that than you know expanding the zone. There, were, there were a few though where it's like it's painted like right there in the zone. So maybe it's hard to complain whenever the dude's so good, right? But there, there were a few a few moments where you're like, man, like it's right there for you. Uh, would have liked to see you take a hack at it. Sometimes it's like it can be a little frustrating as a, from a fan perspective that like, hey, dude, swing the bat. You're really good at baseball. Like, right. stop trying to work a walk. Like that. Sometimes that's kind of how it felt uh, from my perspective. Not taking anything away from him at all. But there are a few mm. bats in there where it's so like you're getting to the point where it was with uh, Schwarber a little bit. Like you want, you do want to see him. Like there was a moment Swing. where Schwarber would take lots of walks, and it was it got to the point for part of his career where it was like, no, he needs to provide that power in that production mm-hmm. more than he needs to take a walk. There, you're mm-hmm. almost there with Saya. Like I, I'm not. Like I want to no, see him be that guy that is willing to. And gosh, unless it's like the the game is on the line, it's the last at bat, and you have. I want him to stick to his zone and force yeah. them to throw him strikes it, that he can hit. Again, it's not really a complaint. It's just yeah, there's a few a few at-bats in there where I'm like, man, like you got one right there in the zone and you let it go by. Yeah. And it's like, I don't know. Like, I, Again, I understand he's still adjusting. Pitchers have begun to adjust to him. You know, Corbin Burns really made him look bad in his very first at-bat yesterday. Second at-bat. A little bit of the same, basically. But in the third at bat, he got the RBI double, right? Like so, he showed some adjustment in that game, and I'm and I'm you know I'm happy about that. So it's not even really a complaint; it's just something that I've noticed. If I if you wanted me to nitpick at something, apparently uh, in the chat they're saying that um, Ian Happ is newly engaged. He yeah. announced uh, so a couple of great things happening to him this week. One, he got engaged. One A. He's the top of our power rankings. So, I mean, it which, depends on. Yeah, you sure better? this isn't one I don't know. One A, but it's probably, you know, he's probably most excited like about the power be, rankings. You should and ask him he, and see. Yeah. yeah. Should see yeah. What he favors. This should be oh, the number that? one thing. I mean, it's nice to get engaged or whatever, but. Right. But it, that happens That happens to lots of people. Yeah. Not everybody reaches our power rankings. <laughs> exactly. CHGO. So, I yeah. mean, if, Luke, if you you're looking exactly. at rare things to happen in oh, life, like it's certainly more rare to be number one on our power rankings. Right. So, say is down to number three. David Robertson is in at number four. He had not been on the list at all. Uh, probably not getting enough credit, partially because of all the love that's going, rightfully so, to Keegan. To Keegan. But uh, Robertson has been spectacular. Ten innings, no runs. Got another save. Four out save yesterday. I know yeah. Rossi has said, like, that's not necessarily he's 
and we mentioned this in our preview to the season podcast, like we don't think there's going to be just one closer. Currently, he's getting a lot of those opportunities, but Ross reaffirmed that, again, yeah. he's just one of the guys that's getting that opportunity. Yeah, Ross, I mean, he really likes – obviously, he really likes David Robertson. He's five save opportunities so far. He does like Wick, though, because the other day was it in Atlanta too. When, when he put Robertson in, in the eighth because he thought that's the inning, that the high leverage inning he needed Robertson. And then he trusted Ro Wick to come out and finish off the ninth, which he got the save too. Michael Givens has a save. And let's go back to the surprise rankings with David Robertson. You picked Ro Wick to lead the teams in saves. We yeah. picked Givens. Yeah. And Robertson has double what they have combined right now. <laughs> like, right. I think I'm surprised that, I mean, he is one he to had, ten. He How surprised are you, Robertson? Yeah, he has a he's good pedigree. Eight. He had he has been a solid. He's a ten to me. Back end of <laughs> he has a solid We're back end much. of the yeah. bullpen pedigree. But I don't think any of us when he, expected I mean, him. When Robertson young, signed, like, everyone looked at it as yeah, like Tommy a, John surgery a couple yeah. years ago. Like when he, he signed, a lot of people looked at it as like a you know a reclamation project type thing because he barely pitched last year. So the value the value yeah. he can have for this organization this season would be real simple. Number one, if they're good enough, he stays in this role and he continues to do a great job. Mm. Number two, and probably more likely, is if they don't get there and they're selling at the trade deadline, if he's pitching like this, you're going to get another take just like he got for Kimbrell. Oh, yeah. You know, oh, a yeah. lot of people be looking for Robertson. So he can he can have value for you in a couple yeah, different ways. Because it's, what, like $3.5 on the one-year contract? Not, they're not shelling out a huge If Eloy's still hurt at the deadline, feel free. <laughs> we'll give you Robertson for Eloy. Well, um, he he's not he says a, no. He's not a guy that is a long-term piece of the Cubs' future. But that doesn't mean he can't have a great impact on the long-term long -term future of the Cubs. Yeah, yeah. and I also right? think when you, when you talk about Rowick as a potential, like, closer of the future, even though he's not, like, he has. A, he's already been. He's not like a rookie. He's had a few years sure. in the big leagues, but as the, someone that could be a closer, a high leverage guy for the next few years, learning from what David Robertson is doing right now, especially. I I saw. I mean, I think someone tweeted it from the Cubs account. Like maybe bringing him in mid inning isn't the best. I'm like, he's done. He did. That's like his third or fourth time this season that he's done that. He seems to be comfortable coming in and just shutting things down. I didn't think it was a bad spot to bring in David Robertson, but I. I tweeted that from the Cubs account yesterday in regards to a lot of people complaining about Stroman being taken out after the seventh oh, inning okay. with 90 pitches. And I, a lot of people thought they should have left Stroman in and then bring what you would believe would be Wick then. And all I was trying to say is that maybe bringing Wick maybe in. the numbers say that Wick is better in clean innings than mm -hmm. he is with okay. runners on. So it wasn't referring to Robertson as a first No, it wasn't okay. referring okay. to Robertson. I, I got confused on that yeah. then. But, no, Robert, so, yeah, Robertson or Roe Wick learning from what Robertson's doing right now, if you do want him to be maybe a closer of the future or, you know, the next few years, but definitely at least a back end of the bullpen guy, what David Robertson has done in his first however many, nine appearances, eight appearances, ten innings, scoreless, one hit, like that's – <laughs> one that's a, that's, hit that's, in that's, 10 innings. That's a good lesson to, to learn from, for sure. Yeah. So Nico Horner's our, our number five in our top five power rankings for the Cubs currently. Um, and, you know, 279, F4, 0.6. He's off to a good start. A lot of the chat that we've had going on on the YouTube channel in postgame shows, and I've seen it even today. I don't remember who it was from. Uh, a lot of people still don't want to see him batting ninth. They want yeah. to see him moved up higher. And I, I still will stand with, for now, I'm okay with where he's at because he's comfortable. Well, he batted seventh yesterday. So. Yeah, so yeah, I'm, I'm okay bit. with and him okay slowly with starting to move out of there. But I don't need him batting leadoff right now. I don't need yeah. him batting second yet. I'll just, I think on Friday I said something along the You're lines. A I heard a beep. Maybe it's just in my own head. Go ahead. <laughs> anyway, I think. Ryan's got a beep going. On Friday after that 11-1 to 1 barn burning, I think yeah. I said something along the lines of, you know, moving him up to second or somewhere between six and seven. So I, I was happy to see him at seven yesterday with Madrigal batting ninth. I know Madrigal is really struggling right now. We'll get to that. But, um, yeah, I like I like Nico in, in one of those three spots, six, seven, or two. If you wanted to move, say, at a three and half to four, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? But I do. But I also, after yesterday, really like Se or I really like Rivas and Saya back-to-back. Like, 
I tweeted yesterday five things I wanted to see from the Cubs. I wanted to see production from the one and two holes, and you got it from from Rivas and Seo. So well, that's our next thing trending yeah. up. Rivas and Stroman to the to two stars yeah. yesterday. Really, right? Two of them. Uh, Stroman was Rivas a star yesterday. Rivas Rivas was good in the league. Rivas, yeah, he, he, he was got, a he big got a hit at, or two, right? Yeah, he yeah, was. Okay. He scored the second run because uh, Wisdom hit that homer, right? And then yeah, Rivas scored the, the second run off yeah. the Saya double. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I liked him in the leadoff spot. Though Rivas is he's giving you exactly the same type of approach that Ortega was bringing you. I always understood why Ortega was leading off. But now you'd rather see Rivas. Well, yeah, I'd rather see <laughs> yeah. Rivas because Ortega wasn't exactly producing. Right. But I under I always understood why he was there. Rivas is – he was playing well no matter where David Ross was putting him. Now, he's earning at bats, and that's why I was saying earlier, it's like if Rivas gets optioned, we riot. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, so if you're getting production out of Rivas and Saya in the one or two spots – that really sets sets you up in the middle of the order with for guys like Hap and Wisdom and hopefully Frank can get out of his his thing as well and a bunch of other guys. It just really makes the offense look, go a little bit more smoothly and it get it will get back to what we were seeing you know those first couple weeks of the year. And a big part of why the offense has really just been kind of not great is because you weren't getting production out of Ortega and Saya together. Because Saya finally got people started to see what he was, so the lack of production from Ortega started to show a lot more because Saya wasn't doing anything. So now you you got to you're trying out this next guy here who's been hitting well, and you know you just hoping hoping seeing a larger sample size how he does there. Again, I love the approach that Rivas has at the plate and hit to all fields. You can work a walk, you know. So. Yeah, I am optimistic about that. I'm I'm also very optimistic about Marcus Stroman after yesterday. I and mean, it's yeah. just one game, but he also pitched better the outing before that. And I think it's way more likely that we see that Marcus Stroman more often this season than we see the guy that we saw in the first couple outings. Yeah, and, you know, Ross kind of said it. Um, you know, and then it goes back to that thing, like, Strowman doesn't make that excuse. He's like the last couple of games, like I just pitched bad, whatever it was. Those first, the second and third start for sure. The first was like a okay start to the year. We can make like some gray. excuses though. Cold well, Colorado. He, like, he he won't make the excuse. Right, but Ross yeah. also you know kind of brought up which he said a few times that like the way the season started compared to when spring training started was obviously early. So there's also a couple of those games where those would still be spring training starts in mm-hmm. in a normal year. And so, yeah, again, so Stroman's not making the excuse. Ross is kind of giving him an out saying, like, hey, you know, maybe the mechanical issue, stuff like that, he would have still been, you know, fixing that in spring training. Instead, he's pitching in regular season games. So maybe this is just the Stroman that has figured out the, the mechanical issues or whatever it was that was bugging him those couple starts. And now, you know, he had that good start on Wednesday, I think it was, or was it Wednesday, Tuesday, whatever day it was in Atlanta. He had the, he had a solid start, his quality start, second one of the year for the Cubs. And then he follows it up with seven shutout innings of the Brewers. Like that's that's a good role to start on, but obviously you need to see him keep it going. And against a Brewers team that had scored twenty runs and hit like I don't eight hundred oh, home yeah. runs in the first two games of oh, the man. series, and going up against Corbin Burns. It was a home run derby from Friday. It was like it was like, oh, it was like I was in LA. It's I said. Endless Friday Saturday was just home run on home run on home run. I was like, what is what's uh, happening? You know, Stroman still has a five ERA, so he's still a bad signing. That's what I was told. <laughs> No, we'll see. <laughs> the bitterness that is creeping into Cody. I've been getting murdered on Twitter because all I asked was for people to give Marcus Stroman a chance. No, you asked for an apology. I asked for an apology, <laughs> but it's basically like given like all I'm telling is all all I'm saying is for all the overreactionary people to just calm down and give give the guys some time. I mean, we had a shortened spring training, and even despite that, he had. More good starts than he did bad. So, I don't know why people were complaining about him, to be honest. So, uh, yeah. Take that. Take that. Oh, we can't. That's, that's trademarked. Your men, yeah. your we can't use trade. Your mentions Take that. were brutal yesterday. Cody, why do you listen to the tr- Twitter trolls? I don't really listen. I just like to make fun of them. So, there yeah. <laughs> uh, did you have any uh, hot bets over the weekend that you Ooh. put down and won? Or did you oh. have any real killers? I had a really good gambling weekend. 
Uh, I didn't say this on the bet show today uh, when we were going over our winners from sun from Sunday, but I actually bet on the Brewers to win on Sunday. Oh, so wow. I feel like my re- it was like a reverse jinx. So I, in way a way, in a way, spin zone. <laughs> In a way, I helped the Cubs win on Sunday. I deserve a paycheck now. Uh-huh. Thank you, Ricketts. Um, but I made that bet on points bet. How about, how about you settle for a subway from somebody? <laughs> <laughs> I'll take a subway and a $5 ticket to sit in the bleachers at Miller Park. I don't care. I'll take that. It's American Family Field now. Whatever. No one gives yeah, a shit. Yeah, it's Miller Park. Uh, anyway. Sears I, Tower. I did, uh, what did I bet? I did bet no run first inning on Saturday. Uh, or not Saturday, Sunday. Yeah, no run first inning on Sunday for the Cubs game, and it hit, I believe. Um, and I did it on points bet. And the best way to support CHGO is if you download the points bet app and use code CHGO when you sign up. If you make a $50 or more first-time deposit, you receive a free CHGO membership, which unlocks all of our web content, and you'll even get a free shirt of your choice from the CHGO locker. Let's speak it into existence. Let's get that say a shirt, Eric. Thank you. If you have any questions, email pointsbet at allchgo.com and we'll help you. Remember that PointsBet is your home for live in-game betting. They even have a new exclusive feature, live NBA same-game parlay. For the first time ever, build the perfect live same-game parlay only with PointsBet. Combine your favorite bets anytime during the game. You can even boost your live same-game parlays. And now online sign-up is available in Illinois. You can actually download the PointsBet app right now and register your account from start to finish off from your phone. I say it every show. If Luke can do it, literally any of you in the chat can do it. I promise you. If you just got to see Luke look at his, his Pretty at sure his that's starting to become an insult, but I'll let it go. <laughs> <laughs> Signing up with the fastest sports book is now easier than ever, so you can start living your bet life in seconds. Use code CHGO to get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. So what are you waiting for? Once the game starts, don't just bet. Live your bet life. With points bet gaming problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Luke, that's not really an insult. It's just really fun Factual? Is that what you're it's, saying? It's kind of factual. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. You got to put the readers on, and then you're like one-fingering it. It's it's just, it's funny. <laughs> I don't understand. What am I supposed to go, two fingers on the phone? It doesn't make sense. That's an iPad. I just, like, I'm a, yeah. I'm a thumb guy. You're yeah, all with the thumbs. Thumb, yeah. yeah. Do you, are you one of the ones that you like? I use my. Like that? I, yeah, yeah, I see oh, Luke yeah. hold it, and he's oh, like, and he's just like tapping. Like, I feel like me and Ryan are like thumb guys. Oh, thumb! I'm, I'm usually one. Uh, thumb guy. Yeah. My wife is a thumb typer on her phone. I'm definitely, yeah, point and pack with one yeah, finger. Yeah, definitely one or two. <laughs> I'm definitely two thumbs, if if even that. Never, never the pointer finger. <laughs> hmm, interesting. Uh, Ch Joe, hope you love what we're doing. We've been around a little while now. If you haven't noticed, podcasts every day, live shows, every team. Uh, the post-game shows, we crank them out for you. Premium written content from Ryan and other members at allchgo.com. Make sure you sign up. Make sure you uh, rate and review our podcast, please. We'd appreciate that. Yeah. Dope merch is out there. Starting to see it more and more. Uh, you get a free shirt when you become a member, so you can pick out which dope merch you want. They'll send it out to you. Members only Discord, the CHGO Lounge. Uh, any suggestions? Let us know. You know, we're just trying to be here I with was, you. Uh, I was wearing my uh, black CHGO shirt with, like, the The, the white logo? The co- yeah, the white yeah, flag. Yeah, I was wearing it in my TikTok I made this weekend. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I did notice that. Yeah. Good TikTok, too. It was, was uh, it like, Cubs fans in my mentions? Yeah, it was like just, that? like, making fun of Cubs fans in my mentions that are screaming about things all the time. Looking forward to making the one for May. Love that. Uh, so we are getting ready for Crosstown, right? Yes. Sox still playing as we're recording this podcast. Uh, off to a very disappointing start to their season. Cubs off to almost an identical record. Yeah. Looks like they might have the same amount of wins coming into the Crosstown, which would be uh, shocking. Wild, yeah. Yeah, totally shocking. Pretty funny, too. So <laughs> Kevin went that was Kevin. Said it. That was Kevin Sox fans. Um <laughs> Someone so in the I chat want, said something about Cease earlier. Yes, I, I it might have been Rachel, but somebody said I can't stand watching Cease. Be Cease, good. it's making the Quintana deal worse and worse. And so I thought to myself, you know, that Sox need our help. Our Southside brethren need our help. Yeah. And I'm here to offer up some possible deals. So what I'd like possible to do is possible deals. <laughs> I'm I'm putting together a mixture of because again, it's about uh, exploring and development for the Cubs this season. Mm-hmm. So there's some moving chess pieces, the way I look at it. 
And I think that they could potentially help out the Sox. What I would like to do, because when we do Crosstown, the pre and post game, we're going to do it with the Sox guys. So we're going to have Crosstown pre and post shows. So we'll all be on one set instead of dividing the city. We have enough division in the city. We're all going to do it together, right? And I thought we could take some of these deals to these guys tomorrow Mm -hmm. and see what exactly they want. Because I think back to that Quintana deal, when when Cubs fans were first kind of tinkering with the idea, like, well, Quintana, that might be available for a little while. I remember my Sox, my friends that are Sox fans, they wanted Javi, they wanted Schwarber, and they wanted one more guy. And I was like, that's That's a lot. What are you talking about? That's a lot. You know? And so usually... On both sides, when you're talking crosstown, emotion gets involved and the deals are ridiculous that everybody wants. So these are probably ridiculous. But there's some that I want to throw out at our Sox guys from CHGO. How would you feel, and I already know Cody's against this, Marcus Stroman, I'm not giving up on him. I'm selling high. I think he's going to be good. I think he really would help the White Sox. They're at least one starter short if they want to compete for the World Series. They might be two. Because you don't really know when Lance Lynn's coming back. They're hopeful, but right now they're Kopech and they're Cease. Yeah, and Giolito. And Giolito. Okay, they got three guys. That's not going to be enough to be the best team in the American League. It's just not going to be. Um, Marcus Stroman, if if you're willing to give them Stroman for a couple of years at a fairly reasonable amount, so he would be with them to compete for multiple years for a potential World Series – I want back Vaughn and Crochet. Yeah. If uh Don't if, you want two pieces if you're giving them Marcus Stroman? A guy that could a guy that could yeah. you know be their I mean if you put Marcus Stroman at like three or four in their rotation, mm-hmm. he's gonna shove. Yeah, and the contract isn't like it's not bad crazy. Contract. Not long term. Jerry can afford three that. For what, three for he should be able to oh, afford he can that. afford that. He's gonna pay their catcher eighty and million. And then you add Lance Lynn coming back to that rotation, it's like, oh, well. Wait a minute, because Keuchel is not a pitcher anymore. We'll talk about that in the crosstown, but, like, Dallas Keuchel, He's forget really, about it. Forget about yeah. it, Sox fans. Like, you don't, you don't want Five him pitching. Five walks yesterday. You know how, how many we, Marcus Stroman had? One? One walk yesterday? One I'm going to say yeah. there's going to be pushback but I, I, on the Stroman deal. I'm just telling them you get a lot of good starts out of Marcus Stroman. I mean, on, and, the, yeah, on the short term, you know, Crochet is – Tommy John, so we won't see him the rest of this that year. That doesn't hurt and them. Most of next year. Crochet doesn't necessarily hurt them. They would miss Vaughn for sure. They would miss Vaughn for sure. I'm also, a, like. Would you like, be willing to take one of those guys? I'd be willing to take Straight one. up for Stroman. Oh. Not straight yeah. up. Not straight up, no. I would want. If they didn't want to throw in Crochet, I would want Vaughn and then, like, you know, some mid-level guys that have some potential, you know what I when, mean? When I look at it, and Crochet's a bullpen guy. Like the Cubs have done very well in the last few years. I don't picking think they up, see him picking up bullpen they, guys off the off the yeah, off the yeah, free agency. They don't yeah. need to. But they're not trade look, for a reliever. They, they don't believe Crochet is a bullpen guy long term, though. They look at him like they look at Chris Sale. That's how they looked at Crochet when they drafted him. Absolutely, they think he's like the same guy. And the, how did they do? How did they bring up Chris Sale through the bullpen? A lot of guys they do think he's going to have Tommy John, and I Correct. guarantee you, that's when he comes back, to they're going to the try to they're going to try to stretch him out. Now, and I, I this, already this see guys gonna, on here. Like clearly, we are just you know throwing it out there oh, yeah. and I mean, just no, having fun with there's it. No proposed yeah. deal. There's, there's it's proposed no, by yeah. me. Yeah, it's proposed by a Grandpa Stucky. Uh, Jake says I would love on, but I bet the CHGO Sox guys would say there's no shot at that deal. Oh, oh yeah, no, they no. love Andrew. Vaughn. No chance, and they no, should I love like, Andrew Vaughn. I, Andrew Steven Vaughn just, would be the the centerpiece of that deal for so, sure. So, so if, if they say no, <laughs> I just want to know what their proposed trade back would be. What do they want for that? Because they need two things right now. They need a left-handed power bat, and they need a starter. And not just a, he's not just a starter. He's the best pitching free agent out there. Yeah. Right? And they didn't think they needed it. But then Lance Lynn went and got hurt. Yeah. Now you need him. I think they, and they think also they didn't know that Dallas Jerry Keuchel was going to be this money. bad. Getting money spent is, yeah. is the deal. All right, so here's, here's another let's make a deal with the cro- for Crosstown as we get ready. All right, Sox fans. How about <laughs> Ian Happ for Vaughn? Ian Happ can hit from the left side. He mm-hmm. could play in your – you don't – Play outfield. Left Sign me right. up for that deal e- yesterday. E- Eloy, Eloy isn't out there right now. Yeah, he's injury prone. Now you got a guy that could play left field, 
you, you could put Eloy at DH. You can move guys around. But for now, you need a left-handed bat to carry that lineup. I'm giving you Ian Happ. Yeah. And he also happens to be a switch hitter. And you'd have him under control. And he's a young player. Again. I'm not excited. After the way he's played, I wouldn't be excited about it as a Cubs fan to see him go. Because yeah. now I'm starting to think, ah, he is a piece of the future. Mm. But the other side of my brain reminds me it is only one-eighth of the season so far. Yeah. And he hasn't. Yeah. The, the thing about this proposal is that we'd have to wait and see how Ian Happ plays until July. Like, if he keeps this up, if he has a weighted runs created between but, 130 well, he, he, and 150. Cody, I believe the White Sox need to make one of these deals now. Oh, now. Okay. They, they don't need that trade at the deadline. They, they need them now. That's because fair. some of those yeah. guys might be back by, but they might be too late. And then at that the point, the twins might could, be gone. At that point, the Sox could uh, could let Eloy be a DH. You don't have to worry about him <laughs> jumping, right. jumping into fences and left right. anymore. Yep. Um, uh, Hap for Vaughn straight up. I do really like Vaughn. I think Andrew Vaughn's the Cubs a definitely. Young, great they, play. The Cubs How definitely. How much younger is he, Kevin? Like, How much younger he's is under twenty five? Right. Hap. Uh, uh, Hap's like twenty six, right? I believe Hap is older. I think and Hap is twenty seven. Yeah. And Vaughn, Vaughn just right. turned twenty four. Ian Hap is turning twenty eight this year. Oh, okay. Um, and also, if you're not sure about you know Schwindel or Rivas as the first baseman of the future, mm-hmm. exactly. Andrew Vaughn can play first base right. and right. looks like a first well, baseman. You of could the also the only reason he's not first base for the Sox right now is because Jose Abreu is still there. Right. Like so. Um, and you can move Rivas to left field. Yeah. I mean, no. well, but all I'm saying is, like, if Rivas doesn't pan out or Frank Schindel doesn't pan out and, mm-hmm. you got, and you got Andrew Vaughn as a first baseman, like, that's right now profiles as a really – as a solid major league first baseman, I think. And yeah. he could be. Um, so, that I mean, that would be, a, I think, a deal that would look like uh, they gave up Ian Happ for – Nationally, people prospect. wouldn't be shocked, right? Like, okay, yeah. I'm, I'm going to save my other two for tomorrow, but that's a, <laughs> what we call a tease. Uh, <laughs> now, if you didn't – if the Sox fans at CHGO don't like that deal or either one of those, what if we combine those deals, Marcus Stroman and Ian Happ for Vaughn and Crochet? Now, that would be way too good for them to turn down. Yeah. You give them Happ and Stroman – you're giving up on the north side completely. I feel like oh, the, yeah. I You're feel like the Sox need to send tanky. more. If we send, I would agree. I would agree. So my, if they counter and say, "Well, that's not enough," then I would say, "Well, we'll give you your left-handed bat, and we'll give you your starter." But now you got to give us Vaughn Crochet and somebody from Double A, player to be named later. Maybe uh, right. Cespedes. They'll never do it. I'm, They'll I, never do it. But I, I'm telling, like, yeah, no, they would never do that. I. I you, know, you guys, I won't be here, but you guys will ask these guys tomorrow about these deals, <laughs> yeah. and I guarantee everyone gets a hell no. Oh, hell no. And I tell you who else or, is going to give Sean it? Sean or whoever it is. Uh, Sox Twitter, or just oh. the, the Sox oh, chat Sox. that'll be mixed in here with our Cubs fans on the chat. <laughs> hell no. Because the they two are, are going to be together. There's going to be together <laughs> right there. Yeah, and, and uh, they won't be calling me Stuckmeyer. They'll be calling me something else. Yeah. I know how it is. Yeah. Um, but I'm just saying there's there's a deal to be made. Because I do believe the Sox are good enough to win the World Series, but not with the team that they have right now. Yeah. And I don't think they want to wait till the trade deadline. Yeah. Just an idea. That's a fair assessment. That's, I mean. We'll see what they do. I don't think, I mean, this is fun to like envision and talk yeah. about and everything. I, mean, that's I don't think that's it's we're ever going to happen. Fun. Yeah. <laughs> we're just having fun. So everyone in the chat who thinks that we're being a bunch of morons right now, <laughs> just know that we're, you know, we're just having fun. Uh, I personally do not want to trade Marcus Stroman. I think me and Ryan were talking about earlier, you know, we kind of see Marcus Stroman as kind of like the Cubs version of, or the next version of John Lester. Oh, I don't so, know if I go that far. But I swear that you said it. I said in, in the way of the way that, the, the, go read my story. Read not, my story on not in terms of like production. Not in terms of like production, but just like locker room presence and like top of the rotation type guy. Leadership. The only thing is he doesn't leadership. have the the accomplishments that John Lester yeah, had exactly. when, he, when John Lester yeah. Got to got to Chicago. John Lester. I, I was, said it's like what, very World like Series, one, yeah. one World similar. You could you can similar a lot. If, I can't say the word. Re, go read my story on allchgo.com. <laughs> Strong from yesterday, but basically what I was saying was they both came in with high expectations based on their track record. They're both successful pitchers, but also pretty sizable contracts and and are veterans. And that's where that comparison I tried to make is like, hey, they both struggled in April when May hit. Uh, both. Both had great games on May 1st against the Brewers, seven shutout innings. But go read the rest of my story if you haven't yet. That's right. I like Robbie. Ginger, Ginger is disavowing all these <laughs> trades. She has. She wants no part of any of my suggested crosstown yeah. trades. 
mostly because she said earlier in a, in a chat uh, that she doesn't want to lose Ian Happ's podcast. Yeah. But you know what? He could still do the podcast yeah, on the south side of town. You just have to listen to it. Yeah, just be a different, just a little different flavor different to uniform. it. You know what I'm saying? Also creates room in the outfield for when Brendan Davis comes up, too. Think about it that way. They got mm-hmm. a lot of outfielders on mm-hmm. this team. White Sox mm-hmm. don't. I do like Robbie's uh, trade proposal, Tim Anderson for Contreras and Wisdom. I tell you what, I, I got another player you could throw in on that. Now that I think about it, that. you could put Frazier in on that deal because now you have a roll of the dice left-handed bat they could put in AAA. And see if he starts to come around, then you might have a power left-handed bat. Perhaps. We'll see. Just throwing it out there. Just throwing it <laughs> out there. Uh, if you enjoy CHGO, one way to help us continue to grow is download the Points Bet app. Use the code CHGO when you sign up. Not only do you get two risk-free bets up to two thousand bucks, but if you make a fifty-dollar or more first-time deposit, you get that free CHGO membership, which unlocks our web content, <laughs> and you get that free shirt of your choice in the CHGO locker. Questions, email pointsbet at allchgo.com, and we'll help you out. And in case you missed it, online sign-up is available in Illinois. Download the PointsBet app right now. Register your account. Start to finish all from your phone. You'll be signing up with the fastest sports book, and it's easier than ever. I say it all the time. If Cody can do it, you can do it. <laughs> Start living your bet life in seconds. So what are you waiting for? Once the game starts, don't just bet. Live your bet life with PointsBet. Gambling problem? Call one 800 522 4,700. Uh, do we have any mailbag questions to wrap up our podcast today? Do we get anything in there that's interesting? Yes. As interesting as my we trade so suggestions? We, we have some from the Discord. I also sent out a tweet. Let's start with the Discord first because they all subscribe to allchgo.com. Ah, uh, preferential uh, Rachel says, who is doing better than you expected in these first few weeks and who is doing worse? Better names top. we already had. Keegan Thompson, right? Yep. Robertson, better. Yeah. Suzuki, better. Efros, better. Oh, Efros for sure. That's um, that's at least four. Hap, better. That's five. Yep. Nico, six. I'd say all Nico, those are Nico better de- than I expected. Nico definitely defensively. Yeah. I think I don't know. I, that's a good point. He he's a he's he was a he's a, he's a good fielder. He has good defensive instincts. Obviously at second yeah. base, he could have, you know, won a gold glove. But I think he's surprised a lot of people with how well he has played I'm, at shortstop this season. As far as worse, I mean, I know he's on the I.L. right now, but Clint Frazier hasn't had the best start as a Cub. Hermosillo's really kind of disappointed me, even though I think a big reason is because he's not getting consistent playing time, but that's just me. Other people Ortega. don't agree with that. I, th- I think Ortega. you have to – Take advantage of the playing time you get, though. If you're gonna, I agree. Major it's like yeah. I, you're last in the major I can't. Leagues, you got to take advantage exactly. of exactly. And like that's like someone like Alfonso Rivas. He's he's doing it right. Uh, so like I'd, I'd say my top two are, are Madrigal and, and um, Madrigal, yeah. Contreras. Contreras just because he just hasn't seemed to like get consistently, you know, be consistent from the plate. You know, he, he's still playing good defense. He's still that leader that they have, and that that's what you need. Um, like a little more from him offensively. Uh, I don't have the stats out in front. Of it just feels like he's not. Producing like, uh, especially mm-hmm. if he wants like you know the contract that he wants and stuff right. like that. Just, the production hasn't been there yet. I'm, uh, he says like you know the the whole extension and arbitration stuff is not weighing on him. So, mm-hmm. um, wonder what he's seeing. But I mean, he is hitting two fifty right now, um, three fifty four on base, four twenty six slugging. I I just I, I thought it would be better than that, but it's not like he's horrendous right. or anything. Uh, but Madrigal striking out a lot more than, um, you know he ever has that three strikeout game on Saturday. He said, I think that's the first time he's ever struck out three times in his entire life. Right. He struck um, out a few more times yesterday. Yeah, too. Twice. I think yesterday. So it's just, he, and I, I, again, we're still, I don't think it's even 70 plate appearances yet into the season. So a few good games, two, three hit games in a row can obviously switch up a lot of those numbers. But um, yeah. just from what we're seeing, you're not, we haven't seen the Nick Madrigal, the, the, the guy that, he's been in his career and even was with the first couple of years of the Sox. So, um, yeah, yeah. That, that surprised me just how much he's struggled, especially recently with striking out and just just missing balls. Yeah. Um, that's not numbers-wise or even I test what Madrigal ever was right. this first couple of years. So, um, again, still just calendar, just flipped to May. Like, you still got a lot of time to turn that around yeah. this season. But um, just as far as the first three-and-a-half-ish weeks, that's been a surprise to me. Uh, Rachel also asked, thoughts on the Mets DFA in Cano? That oh, was today. It's a lot of like dough. About $40-plus million that the Mets are just eating. For this year and next year. Yes. Yeah, but that's just a, that's a completely different ownership group. 
um, completely different exactly front office. what you're saying. Um, <laughs> Ryan said it perfectly. That's it's just they they <laughs> decided they could afford or wanted to afford or wanted to pay Robinson Cano's contract, and he's, while he's not on the team anymore, that's not going to happen with the Cubs, at least not right now. Not, I mean, I, Jason Hayward is earning. He was bringing no value to the Mets. The yeah. Cubs believe there is some value yeah. coming from Hayward, even if it's not at the plate. Yeah, I mean that question is obviously. Jason Hayward tied actually hasn't even been that bad. At the that plate question is obviously tied to Jason Hayward and, right. and the Cubs DFA and eating a contract. Like, no, it's just it's not going to happen. I don't I don't have thoughts on Robinson Cano because I know those are two different situations. At this the front current, office, the front office look at both play. The two front offices look at the players differently. Yeah. Jason Hayward's not getting DFA'd. Not right now. Also, the Mets are trying to win that division. Yes. Right. Not that the Cubs aren't, but like they're in a better position to win their division. For sure. Are they still in first place over there? I believe they so. Are. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Damn, why did I switch? I, I had them at first, and then DeGrom got hurt, yeah, and I switched yeah, to the yeah, Braves. Uh, uh, uh. Should have went with my gut. Should have went with my gut. Kevin, next one. Uh, any thoughts on the pitch clock video that's gone viral? Uh, was that the strikeout one? The yeah, guy, yeah. yeah. Kevin long? showed it to me earlier. Uh, a guy had two strikes on him in the minor leagues, and I guess he stepped out of the box for too long, and the umpire Call called him out. out because, you know, that's the rule down there right now. So, right. I love thoughts. it. Yeah. Love I it. Just, um, if it makes the game go faster, I yes. like that. But also at the same time, it's like when you're looking at this, that that's – these rules, we've we've said it before, but the rules aren't a finished product. That's why they're testing them out in the right. minor leagues. So when they do eventually, if they do, and when they do eventually come up to the majors, those rules aren't like, there's not going to be so much blowback and they're not as controversial because they have already, they're never going to be perfect, but they've already tested them out and seeing what works and what doesn't at the minor. So um, it, it is weird to see that, like, because I think it was like seven seconds total. Something mm-hmm. like that. Someone I saw someone tweet that like that's how long he was out of the box or not set, whatever it is. Yeah, it doesn't seem like life's that long. too short. Life's <laughs> too short for four hour uh, was, baseball games. Was it the time yeah. or was it the fact that he stepped out of the box and wasn't supposed to? No, was, he he could step out of the box. It's just he stepped out for, for too, too long. long. Okay, yeah. that it, it's felt Ring short. Him up. It mm-hmm. felt short, but that's also what this time is for. Is you know, but right. that's what they're doing in the minors. They're they're testing it out. They're trying to. I don't think that will be. I, it'll be interesting to see how much. The MLB actually enforces that going in and like at the yeah. at the major league level. There's a lot of money involved with these players, right? Like, well, I, I bet I saying. wouldn't doubt that a lot of it would be uh, knowing the umpires would be a little uh, depends on who it is. If Mike Trout steps out for ten seconds, mm-hmm. they're probably letting him get no, back yeah. into the box. Yeah, it's, right. it's a wild it was wild to see, and you don't really like that. But again, it's you know. It, it think, that's how these things evolve, and that's how they test them out. And I, I, you know, you hope that by the time it gets to a Mike Trout level, like that's not an issue, or just it's everyone's used to it, or you know, they figured out how best to work right. that rule, right? So just like if to, it becomes a major problem in the minor leagues, where so many guys are getting strikes or striking out because of the pitch that pitch clock rule, I do think they might need to when it gets to the majors, maybe move that up to maybe seven or eight seconds instead. Because, like, no one wants to see that. Like, I I watched the video, Kevin showed it to me, and the guy just walked back, and it's like, all right, you're moving the game along, but, like, people don't – like, the people in the stands genuinely don't want to see that. Cody, three words. Ring him up. (laughs) Uh, Is this the last mailbag question? Yeah, this is the last. All right. What do we have? Uh, It's like a three-part. It's all combined. Do you see Justin Steele being in jeopardy of losing his starting spot when some of the others start coming back from the injured list? How much of a leash does he have? Maybe he could be a specialty weapon like Keegan Thompson if he continues to struggle in the rotation. That is from C.H. Covey in the Discord. Um, to answer the first one, no. I don't I don't think he will lose his starting spot when Wade Miley or Alec Mills come back. Like I, The Cubs want him to be a starter and – they obviously see something in him and he's working through some things. So they're going to keep him going. So that also answers the second question is he does have a decently long leash, maybe not in game. You saw he only pitched three innings on Saturday. So in game, but like, as far as like, they're not going to take him out of the rotation mm-hmm. next week or the week after, like he'll have time to you know improve or show that he's not. I will say this, material, uh, whatever it is. I'll say this about Steele. Yes. His last couple starts haven't been great, but for some odd reason, on days that he has started, the Cubs defense has decided to be trash. On the Those days two that errors. he, oh yeah. Uh, yeah, from Wisdom and Hermosillo on Saturday, like we're supposed to be good defenders, like, right? There are there like are the moment, like those happen, and like that just started it all. And then 
like as a pitcher, what what do you expect when you're not getting backed up by your defense? You know what I mean? So I know Justin Steele is my guy. I also forgot to send him good luck in his DMs on oh, Saturdays. Well, yes. So See, that's you, your can, you can blame me again. Again. I will take the blame Taking for the my guy, Justin down. Steele. I will. I will I will take every <laughs> bullet for that guy. Okay. All I'm saying is forget, man. You gotta like set a reminder for yourself. I know, I know. It's oh, Part of it is just you gotta get it was a Saturday and I'm just kind of like, you know, <laughs> living my life. But yeah, I mean, I, again, he needs to be better. He knows he needs to be better. He needs to at least give the Cubs five innings in every start. That's a win for the Cubs. If he can go five innings, every start, um, five innings, three earned runs or less. That's, that's what you're asking for a guy out of Justin Steele. And hopefully he can get back to that. Um, yeah, that's, you know, you get, get all those airs and you give up the runs, your confidence is down, then, you know, things start to unravish. So it is what it is. We need better defense, and obviously he needs to work on his command, especially with the fastball, because that's been his biggest problem when it comes to walking people. The leash leash just isn't short. Like, he's going to have multiple opportunities to go out there, prove himself. Obviously the Cubs want to see improvement from what the last few starts have been, um, but he's not – I, in my opinion, any danger of losing a starting spot, especially, I mean, regardless of when Wade Miley and Alec Mills and Edward Ozzelay come back off the eye, I think Justin Steele's firmly, firm is giving the firm, like, chance to have an extended spot in that rotation and prove himself as a starter. Not in trouble. No. Uh, by the way, you were talking about defense uh, with the Sox coming to town the next two days. Uh, they're terrible at defense, too. They so are. <laughs> it could be an interesting uh Crosstown series as we get ready for that. Uh, thanks for dropping in to check out the CHGO Cubs podcast. Don't forget, it is a Crosstown edition coming up the next two games. We'll be teaming up with our CHGO White Sox teammates. So Sean and Herb are going to be here, and uh, we'll have a whole panel. Uh, make sure you got our back. Get on the chat. Have our back, because I'm, I'm thinking it's going to be a vocal from the mm. south side. You know, they have a team they're still pretty confident in. Uh, so we hope to see you on the chat coming up on those shows, and we hope you'll be there with us. So thanks for listening. Take care, and hopefully fly the W twice in the next two days. Peace out.